Rutherford Issues with Brian Barrett on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. We are broadcasting from the Middle Tennessee Electric Studios. MTE supplying power to our tower downtown, the radio station, to your home as well. MTE serving to make life better since 1936. We have uh, Katie Enzer here, and Katie brought Presley Hosford in, and uh, lots to talk about with our uh, friends from the Child Advocacy Center. New Year, 2023, and I guess things are still pretty busy, right, Katie? Absolutely. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. How long do we get to say Happy New Year? Just through January? Just January. Okay. At that point, you should have seen everyone, right, that you would normally see. You would think <laughs> that you want to wish a Happy New Year, too. Happy yeah. New Year, too. Okay. Certainly. Well, I um, hope 2022 was great. Looking forward to 2023. And, um, you know, we've already kind of touched on this a little bit, but some future. Th- I'm looking forward to spring, and you're already thinking spring a little bit. Yep, a little bit. <laughs> We're in those planning stages um, for April, which is our um, National Child Abuse Prevention Month. Um, and at the end of April, on April the 28th, it's a Friday, we host a walk. So Hometown Heroes Walk for Children um, is coming up. It'll be here before we know it. Yep. So we're already in the planning stages. More details to come. So look for WGNS to post some of that. Um, but we're excited. Yeah, it'll be um, April is always seemingly a very, very busy month. So that'll be um fun to uh to be anticipating that and i'm sure you'll have more details in the next couple of months to come absolutely absolutely we'll certainly let y'all know <laughs> yeah well that's good and we'll let everybody else know so yes. we're kind of the uh the loud mouth of the group you know we just shout it out to everybody i love that that's why we're friends <laughs> <laughs> so uh you invited presley to come back and we got the chance to meet back in uh december and um some pretty important conversation we're going to have today right that's absolutely right and we're so glad to have presley hosford here um as our um another another darkness select trainer out in cannon county um but also can can assist us here in rutherford county and so i'm very thankful that she joined me today and i'm so happy to be here and brian i can officially say i haven't seen you since last year i know (laughs) that's kind of wild isn't it yes i had to throw that one in Um, but it's so good to be back so uh, darkness to light, when, when when you, you know, pop up with someone and, and they say, oh, that's, well, what is that? What do you do? So kind of give us, yeah, you know, your two-minute speech. <laughs> so my little elevator speech, yeah. of course. Um, so my main goal is to train every adult in Cannon County um, on the prevention of child sexual abuse. And so with darkness to light, you learn the five steps it takes to prevent children. And so I'll kind of go into those steps. Um, Step one is to learn the facts. Step two is to minimize opportunity. Step three is to talk about it with children. Step four is to recognize those signs of abuse. And step five, you learn how to react responsibly and how to make a report. And so the more adults I train, the more adults who have this prevention education, the more children who we can keep safe and the less children who come through our doors to receive services. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you're you're basically training others to um i guess heighten their awareness so mm-hmm. when they see something say something exactly um because sexual abuse it thrives in the dark um and so darkness to light of course the name um it really brings awareness to the situation and more people who are aware um you know the more prevention and the more we can do to keep our children safe mm-hmm. this uh month and i know we had 
talked about this month is, uh, well, I just pulled it up here a second ago, National um, Sex Trafficking Awareness Month. Is yes, that right? National Human Sex Trafficking mm. Awareness Month. Um, and this is really important because in, with sex trafficking, the root cause of that is child sexual abuse. And so in 2020, the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children received more than 19,000 reports of child sex trafficking. And this is huge because children who have been sexually abused have a greater risk of manipulation since they have already experienced those patterns of sexual abuse. And so of those 19,000 reports that were made, 90% of those children, uh, of the children who have been sex trafficked, have already experienced sexual abuse in their earlier childhood development. Oh, wow. My goodness. Yes. did not realize that. That yes. is a really high and number. And so it's, yes, yeah, so children who have been sexually abused, they are more at risk for being uh, sex trafficked and commercially sexually exploited. We also call that C-sec. Um, and so it's just because they may link love with sex or um, they're rewarded after doing sexual acts and so it really almost brainwashes them in a way where they feel like others control their body uh, and and then they're sold into a life of of that if mm -hmm. they're around the wrong person or maybe yes. they um uh, i mean sex trafficking uh, there's when you think about it it's it's not like uh you know just snatching up kids all around i mean sometimes yeah. it's they they willingly go mm -hmm. not understanding yes. what they're getting into right exactly and that too is where the grooming process comes in mm. and so when adults are trained in darkness to light they learn how to recognize those signs of grooming um, which helps so much because that's the first step of a child being trafficking um, they are groomed by an adult to feel a lack of trust with their actual family. They feel like they have to keep secrets. They feel like they are owed to their trafficker um, because again, they're rewarded for sexual acts and that reward could be something as simple as food for the day. Wow, mm -hmm. and, and the more separation that they, uh, or the, the deeper the wedge that they can, um, you know, drive through with the family members, the closer they get to the person kind of grooming them until, mm -hmm finally they're maybe sent to other states and yes. moved all over the country well, things like that that's exactly it and part of children being trafficked too um, their former identity is taken away from them they are called a new name they're given new birthdays um, you know they're controlled completely and so um, honestly the more people who take darkness to light and learn those prevention strategies and the reporting um, the less children who will be trafficked each year well, if um, you think human trafficking and you think in, in your mind, well, that's not really something to that, that we have to worry about here in our area or, you know, you don't think about that being here in the United States. Um, according to the State Department, 27.6 million people, adults and children, have been subje subjected to human trafficking. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's a staggering number. It really is. Mm -hmm. And another thing that's a bit frightening, just because of our proximity to you know a day's drive to anywhere you know in the northeast right. and a day's drive you know just about anywhere in the country we're like one of the tops in in the nation are we not Tennessee? we really are yes mm -hmm. yeah there um is a lot in murfreesboro and nashville um and so it's scary it's it's scary to think about that sexual abuse happens everywhere 
Um, mm-hmm. There's not one place that's protected from it. And so it's up to us as a society and as adults to really do our part for these kids. Yeah, I, I was reading a story. It's, it's been a bit ago now, but just about how um, Tennessee was one of the tops in the nation in terms of human trafficking and just because of I-24 and mm. 65 kind of north and south and yeah. 40 east and west. I mean, it's just so easy to get from Texas to Tennessee and then Tennessee to wherever, you know, just a a simple day's drive. And so, um, you know, you have to also fear that along the way there are stops if it's one of the highest trafficked areas. No, of course. And it's also too, um, when you think about some of these kids have been missing for so long and thinking about all those routes and how quickly they could get from A to B, um, it's, it's quite terrifying. Yeah. I mean, and there are so many reports of, um, you know, missing children that, that we get just from Murfreesboro and we post on our website every week and you Mm -hmm. have to, you, you fear until hopefully they've been located and found, but you fear that sometimes those, those children are gone forever. Right. Yes. Because, um, the kids who do go missing, you know, traffickers are able to identify, um, those who are vulnerable, they're very skilled at manipulating these children to get them into trafficking or commercial sexual exploitation. We are talking with uh, Presley Hosford and Katie Enzer here today with the Child Advocacy Center. You you mentioned that uh, human trafficking and, and human sex trafficking is very much related to what you do with Darkness to Light and, and the training that you do with the Child Advocacy Center is um, is kind of talk about how they're so linked uh, closely together. Yes, of course. Um, so when children have been sexually abused they really it's usually with an adult they trust Um, 90 percent of sexual abuse cases in children they know their abuser it's someone within the family and who they have a relationship with and so that's really confusing for a child um, because you think about at such a young age you know you look up to adults and you put that trust in them and they're taking advantage of you so you really can't even understand and so when that concept hits you at such a young age and you carry that, you know, into your adolescence, um, that's when people can identify that and manipulate you even more. Or children who have been sexually abused, you know, if they feel like their body is not their own, then they will be more willing to have someone, you know, control it for them. Um, But if we take darkness to light and we learn how to prevent child sexual abuse, that really helps in child sex trafficking because it kind of is like a domino effect if you think about it. Okay. And so that's very important, right? Well, yeah. And two, you know, once adults are, have been trained, right, with these, with these steps and these coping mechanisms, if something like this trauma happens with the child, they're more apt to help Mm -hmm. and then the CAC is still here to help walk you through the continuation of that trauma so it doesn't just stop when the case is over it continues um, the prevention continues education can continue the resources can continue and so I love when Presley and Carrie get to really go out and explain to the community how much that education helps um, us in prevention you bring up a really good point and maybe you can talk a, a little bit further about it you or, or or presley because you know many people think when they get help if you know let's say their child has been you know sexually abused and they go to the cac it's like okay well they're going to do this and then that's going to be it but 
there's help along the way. There's help for the year, the next year, and right on, right on through if the family needs it. So it's not just a report and done kind of thing. Certainly. A lot of our advocates that work with these families, um, from the moment that they step foot into our office um, until the actual case has been dismissed or closed or whatever the case may be, some, that's not usually a quick turnaround. Right. Um, it very well could take years. Um, but a lot of, have heard in the office that even some clients 15 years later will contact and say, listen, I'm having a rough time. I just need somebody to help walk through this. Something else has triggered me or us or whatever the case may be. And for us to still be there and say, that's, that's okay. That's why we're here. You know, that, that to me is, again, I get so passionate about uh, these well the employees at the CAC because that's truly that would be so overwhelming for me I know and I can only imagine what it would be like for a whole family who would have to help walk through that process so often yeah well I think about that nine-year-old who you know six years later is (laughs) is a, a teenager and still dealing with that trauma and where to go and Mm -hmm. you know uh, we all know how it can be raising teenagers period anyway (laughs) and so just uh, and and maybe it's just a call to find a resource it uh, is you know and oftentimes that is the that is the case um they they don't revisit the cac to to do all of that but we can it's like meeting them where they are kind of idea Um, and that can come from any form it doesn't have to necessarily be you know therapy or counseling it could be just budgeting or it could be anger management Mm -hmm. or it could just be to talk to someone um that they familiar they have been familiar with in the past Mm -hmm. well and each person is very unique and their needs now are are different and so will their needs be in five and ten years be completely different uh and and you also presley have to think about not only the the um, person who may have been um sexually assaulted or or whatnot but you also have to think about the family the close family around them and the guilt maybe that that they deal with and things like that Mm -hmm. and we we do see that a lot um you know there's a lot of guilt and shame tied to cases like these um but what i love about our office and our employees is we stay trauma informed and so we cater um to what the family may need what we think will help them best um to move on with the healing process because um, I know we've talked so much about sexual abuse and human trafficking, but there is hope and healing from sexual abuse. Um, But yes, we have a great team. And so when we do have those hard cases come in, it can be very heavy on your heart, but we kick into action because we just want the best for the family. I always like to, to make sure that we reiterate on this program that if you are out there and you suspect something is happening you know something is happening you are as an adult you are required to let someone know and that's very important that's part of darkness to light that's why you do the training yes but it's important for uh, for people to know that right oh of course yes um and the first step you learn in darkness to light is to learn the facts and so learning the facts you become more aware of the problem we have at hand here in our community Uh, Any other final points that you'd like to make? Um, Yes. So if you have any suspicion involving child abuse, child sexual abuse, you can call the hotline number at 877 
237-0004 and make that report. And I like to tell people you can do that anonymously as well. And then for cases of child sexual exploitation or human trafficking, you can go to report.cybertip.org and fill out a report online. Okay. Give us that number one more time, that 877 yes, for number. for sure. 877 237 And of course, as always, if you have any other questions or you just maybe want some more information, please don't hesitate to call the Child Advocacy Center at 615-867-9000, and we may can help walk you through that process. Sounds great. Thank you, too, for being here today. Thank you for having us. Uh, Katie Enzer and Presley Hosford with the Child Advocacy Center joining us today on Rutherford Issues. 